0: welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center it's so good to be here with you this morning and I come from a place where it's considerably warmer every every week which uh, which we travel obviously I travel up every third week I'm here for for a week, and then down there for two weeks with the family. Up here for a week, and when we're, and in between, we've just come back from Natal as well. I'm off to Natal again in about three weeks' time. And so we travel. It's a lot of lot of that happening at the moment, and God's just so faithful, so. So faithful to us as a ministry at Ettenbeni here at the church with your support and everybody. And I just want to honor you for your giving and your faithfulness towards, us, towards what we're doing. I want to quickly run a few, a few photos. I think I've got Elise them up in the back there just to just quickly give you a brief description of what it is we're doing before we start ministry. This is our center. If you've never been there, uh, you can uh, come and have a look. It's always open to the church to come and have a look. This is some of the bread. You can go over a little bit faster. Thanks, Elise some of the bread that comes in, food being collected at the markets, specifically potatoes, our machinery in which it gets diced, and we've got this conveyor that drops it into bags. Bags get sealed, produced. A lot of volunteers helping us all the time, week to week. So this is our food production facility. This is our soup that comes, comes in. In the Back in the days, we used to go back to that photo, if you don't mind. Back in the days, before we had the dices, you'll see the size of this. Uh, we used to have these big chunks of vegetables going out, and we got dices in. So a lot of progress has taken place over the years. The next photo, and some more ve- vegetables coming in. We produce a soup mix with potatoes, vegetables, soya, uh, soup powder, and then that gives us... This is our next project. I'm going to maybe just f- stop here for a second. We've got a project that we're busy looking at at the moment. One of our biggest challenges at the moment is the fact that our product does not have a shelf life. Uh, It has to, we have to maintain a cold chain uh, with the product. In other words, it's gotta go from where we produce it straight into a freezer from that freezer uh, uh, in cooler boxes out to the schools. In the schools, they get placed in freezers, which we supply the schools with, these big 500-liter chest freezers, and when it goes into that freezer, it stays. And with the load shedding, it's been a massive problem because we don't know over a weekend the fridges go off. We don't know if, it gets, if something trips and we have to replace food. So cold storage is a big problem. Also... Um, So what we've decided or a lot of research has gone into this and we have discovered a thing that they've been doing in India, parts of China as well, where they built these dehydration tunnels. It's basically an advanced agricultural tunnel into which they were those panels on the side there. Uh, solar panels generate h- hot air uh, from the sun, gets blown into what, into that little gray box on the bottom corner, which is like a first-stage drying chamber. And then from there, it, it sits in that for about half an hour to 40 minutes. It can take about 100 kilos at a time. So every hour, you can put 100 kilograms, so a ton a day. If you put two of those chambers, two tons a day, three tons a day, that air comes out of the chamber into that... Uh, Uh, Hot house again and continues to heat that up it by itself can reach a temperature of 50 degrees but the hot air blowing in about 65 so within a day everything that we produce can be dehydrated when it's dehydrated it loses none of its nutritional value and suddenly we've got something that we don't have to keep in fridges and I can drop off at a school once a month for an entire month they can keep it on a shelf and feed the children as and when they're when it's needed so something that we're looking at at the moment not only looking at but we We've actually got its way into its advanced stages of, of preparing. We really want to break ground with this thing as soon as possible. So God is uh, God is really just, uh, this is a, a next thing for us. Amen? Great new project. Yeah, so very, very excited about that. Elise, you can uh, can give us a next photo. These are the kids eating. We're busy ministering to the children. Keep going. You can go a bit faster. Kids eating. And we supply them with these cups, and it's an everyday thing. Kids eating every morning, especially now with the winter and all these little faces. Um, It's also always something that just touches us. The first meal that the kids get, many many a case the parents don't have income, and this meal is truly their first meal for the day. And uh, many schools don't feed breakfasts as part of the national school feeding program that the government supports, and this is their first meal. And they don't get another meal until about 11 o'clock when the schools feed them. So our our uh, poverty in our country is something in- immense. You can keep going. Our next project that we've started was the Lego project. Also a success. And you can keep going with the Lego blocks. Um, we've got incredible inroads with the Lego Foundation and the Lego uh, Care, for, Care for Education group. And we've had people in the church. Where's Sybil and Iva? Are they here? Can I see hands? Where's Sybil and Ivor? Salihir. Maybe the second service. Okay, they might. I don't see them yet. It'll probably be the second service. But they've been tremendous in helping us get this thing launched. Uh, so, uh, 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 he's part of the education department and the ex-school principal. And that's donations coming from Lego. Truckloads of it coming into, the, into, the, into our storage facility, which then goes out. What we've done is last year, and I'm going to quickly stop it there. What we did last year is in our recording studios, we recorded little video sketches built and done with Lego of the, the, um, the, the, Birth, the life with Jesus doing miracles, the death and the resurrection of Jesus in Lego. And that goes out on little flash drives with these Lego boxes. So we don't just send it out. We send it out with the gospel. We we managed to reach 26,000 children in the last three months of last year with the gospel. Amen? Amen. 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 An incredible thing. So that's been a marvelous, marvelous a opportunity. Being able to use us. In addition to that, we of course piggyback on the on the education system and with the University of, of Strum and the education faculty with the dean there, from, some of their professors helped us develop a curriculum which also goes with us. So it's not just it's it's not just the feeding. It's the education and then the gospel on top of that. So we're really excited about what God is doing with us at the moment. I want to quickly get into something you're... Let's give God a praise offering. Amen. God is so faithful. All right. So that is what we've been getting up to. And I want to get into my message here this morning quickly. So um, I want to ask you a couple of questions and I've got to rush through this right now. How many of you, and it's going to sound like an odd question because you'll probably answer me. I can tell you now, the answer is going to be me, 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 How many of you can say that they love their neighbors? Can I see the hands? Yes, everybody's going to tell me. that. of course, you're going to say that you love your neighbour. Uh, interesting. Uh, I had a joke the other day. A guy goes to one of these Christian counsellors and he says to the guy, "I've just had a terrible fight with my wife, and we've really we've had a we've got a situation at the moment." The guy says, "The Bible says you've got to love your wife." He says, "I know, but yeah." <laughs> the counsellor says to him, "Well, if you don't love your wife, you've got to love at least you love your neighbour. You know, if you don't consider her as that anymore, you've got to love your neighbour. The guy says, yes, I don't know. It's really, really tough. And the guy says, well, the Bible says you've got to love your enemy. The fact is you've got to love. You've got to love. We've got no two ways about this. We've got to love. And it's one of the key commandments. It's the reason why Jesus came to this earth. Amen. And so we love our neighbor. And so who is our neighbor? It's everybody sitting around us in the church this morning. It's the people at home. It is our neighbor neighbors. It's the guy that's standing on the street corner needing help. Uh, It's the people in the shopping centers. Our neighbors is is every person that breathes is called a neighbor. Amen? And it doesn't matter what that person has done. If I've been offended by that person, haven't been offended by that person, we also need to learn to forgive in the process. Because without forgiveness, we can't be forgiven. If we can't be forgiven, we can't enter heaven. Get what I'm saying? Neighbors need to be forgiven. Neighbors need to be loved. Amen. So what is the fruit then of of loving your, uh, uh, what would the fruit then be like if we say that we love our neighbors? What does the fruit of that love look like? So the fruit of that would typically be uh, giving to the poor. Am I right? Uh, The fruit of that typically would be, Something like praying for somebody or taking them a bush of flowers, bunch of flowers, the ladies, when somebody's in hospital, uh, taking them a bunch of flowers or giving your time. Like in Ettenbeni, we've got volunteers coming out and they give their time. Even finances and God anoints certain people in key positions to generate finances because that's what you're called to do so that we can do what we're doing. And so it is, it is, it is key for us to. And the fruit of that is is that. Now, the next question is, how many of us believe that the kingdom of God uh, is, and, and the return of, of, of Jesus Christ on the clouds is at hand, is very close? Amen. A lot of you believe that. And so if we believe that, what would be the fruit of that? First thing that would be paramount is for us to get our lives in order with God and keep it in order. Amen. To live in righteousness and to make sure that we're permanently saved. You hear what I'm saying? Make sure that we live a life that represents Jesus Christ. Am I, am I right in saying that? Another thing that, of course, would be a relationship with God to make sure we've got fire protection, amen? <laughs> fire insurance, that that's in place, that our relationship with God will guarantee that we don't run astray and that we're, that we're protected in that way. But I want to say to you that that's not it. It doesn't stop there. If we love our neighbor like we said that we do, everybody had their hands up here and said that they love their neighbor. If we love our neighbor like we said we do and we believe that the return of the Lord is at hand, we have a responsibility an act as an act of love and an act of obedience to reach out by telling them, telling our neighbors about the coming of the Lord. If we've never known what the calling of God is on our lives as individuals, and I'm not talking about people wanting to go into the fivefold ministry, not what I'm talking about. Us as individuals sitting in this church, everyone, every one of us, and it includes all the pastors sitting here. Every person in this place, we've got a calling over and above our calling, and that is to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the reason why, and I, I, we, I spoke to one of our, uh, the, the youth guys down in the Lofield the other day, and uh, we were just talking about the children and the, the young people not being sure what their reason, what's the purpose then if God is coming and I've got so many years to live and I'm not going to be able to do this and I can't do that and I'm not going to enjoy my life here. It's actually scary thinking like that. Imagine saying to your bride, imagine saying to your bride, Listen, I just want to go and do this first, this, 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 and that, and that, that, and the other, and then we can get married. Then we can have that. Uh, you, you get what I'm saying? And people have that. They've got this bucket list of things that I first want to do before I go to the shame. No. Okay, let's just leave it there. Really? But the youth are in a, in a situation where they feel, what is the purpose then for us being here? You're here. Every person sitting in this church is here for one reason and for one purpose, for one reason. We, have all be, we, are, we are here for a purpose. We've all got a calling of God in our lives, and we all have a mandate. We're mandated by God. We're instructed by God. Matthew 28 speaks about the Great Commission uh, and, and Jesus ascending saying, uh, go forth and make disciples. It is not a request. It is not a, a, a suggestion from God. It is an instruction given to the entire body of Christ. It is a suggestion that, with, that needs to be considered with such urgency, knowing that the, at the end of all of this, There is a fiery pit that is going to consume the people that we don't get to. Did you hear what I'm saying? Sure. The reality of it is that people around us that we know, that we know, are are not going to make it. People around us that, and if we simply made, uh, simply speak one word, And just use an opportunity, ask God to create opportunities. I mean, if you knew that a bus or a truck or something was coming down this road and is going to hit somebody, would you not at least say, listen, yeah, get out of the way, there's a car coming or a bus coming. But we keep quiet, and the thing coming is worse than a bus. It's the thing coming is worse than a car that's going to hit this person. If a child stands on the edge of a cliff and, and is about to, to, to drop off over this cliff, won't you grab at him with all of your might and jerk him back? And that's where we're at at the, world in the moment at the moment. We know that God is going to return and we know that, we're, that we have been placed here to tell people about the Lord. Ephesians 1 and verse 11 speaks about, uh, uh, the, uh, speaks about the, uh, the inheritance that we have obtained to perform God's will. We, are, we, are, we have been saved to perform His will. That is the reason that we have been, that we have been saved. Romans 8 and verse 28 even says, yeah, it says, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God uh, to those who are called according to His purpose. We, things work together for us, but we're called according to His purpose, His plan being fulfilled in our lives. And we're all guilty of that. I mean, all of us, including myself. And sometimes, uh, we we believe what we believe determines how we respond to what is happening about us uh, around us. What I'm saying: what we believe determines how we respond to what is happening around us. And sometimes, our response betrays what we really believe. Our response betrays what we believe. I, I, I and in saying that, I'm, what I'm saying is is that if we believe that there's uh, that God is coming, we believe that hell is a hot place. And we don't want to go there. We need to act upon that and tell people around us. Yesterday, or the day before, I was sitting in a uh, sitting in a uh, on the aeroplane on my way back from Natal, and uh, somebody that I've always known about, and somebody that I've always admired, a big figure. I can't give a name off the platform, but somebody that if. If there are guys here that like 4x4s four and overlanding and the bush, if you knew the guy that I was uh, on the plane with, you know who this guy is. He's just that familiar and that well-known. And somebody that's really an intimidating person to approach. And somebody that you wouldn't just go and say hi and how's it to you. or You would maybe go and take a photo even with a guy. He's that well-known. So... Anyways, and I was thinking, you know, I'm talking on Sunday on this topic of speaking to people about the Lord and uh, being, and and I, you know, there's somebody sitting right behind me that I know is at an age in his life and appearance that he needs God right now. And if I'm going to be ministering on this, I better put my money where my mouth is. At least come off the airplane with his telephone number if this time is not enough. And I got up and you know what, it's the, it's the easier, because it's easy for me, we just, I mean, we're in the ministry, we do it all the time, we'll go and speak to people at petrol attendance, everywhere we stop and we go, we talk to people about the Lord. And, and that's a general thing, but when it's somebody that you admire or somebody that you're a little bit intimidated by, would you go up to somebody like that? Jesus did, all the time. And, and, and yes, the fact is that I've been, if I have been crucified with Christ, then the life that I now live is not my life. This life Okay, I'm gonna jump ahead of myself here. But the fact okay. Anyways, by the time we got off the airplane, I got his number, the first WhatsApps already on it went, and there's communication running. And it's an easy thing if we just and the reason for it is, is the armor and I'll get into the armor a little bit later as well. But Jesus' entire life. Jesus's entire life was outward bound. It was a life in which he constantly and continuously poured outwards. Nothing of it was towards himself. Never ever did Jesus take; he was always giving. And I'm challenged by that. All the time is how is what is what is my life? Am I giving or am I taking? And it's a question that we need to ask ourselves as well. We need to die, we need to die part of our salvation there's a scripture in john chapter number 12 and verse 24 to 26 it says most assuredly i say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies we spoke on this scripture in the week uh, he said uh, he, uh, uh, unless a grain falls into the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it produces much grain he who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates this, uh, his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. For if anyone serves me, let him follow me, and we uh, and where I am, there my servant will also be. For if anyone serves me him, uh, serves me, him my father will honor. So what does the seed that dies look like? A seed that dies, the Bible says that it produces much fruit. So what does the fruit then represent and what does it look like? I spoke about it just now. Being quick to forgive is one of those fruit. Another one is a desire to tell people about the Lord. A love for people and and a a want and a yearning to tell people about God. Unconditional love for our neighbors. The word unconditional, the word agape. Jesus spoke about this. A new commandment I give to you that you love others as I have loved you. Big, big thing. We don't have time going to go into this. But Jesus died, unconditional love. Unconditional. In other words, there's no there's there's no conditions attached to this. He died for us, loving us unconditionally. Amen. We're going a bit fast here. Amen. Then it says, Yeah, I wrote down here uh living our lives for him is another one of those fruit. Do not be a secret service Christian. You know, the guys that's got it under the jacket, yeah. I'm a I'm a Christian, but you never know until he lifts that lapel until he speaks and opens his mouth and some of them some of the guys just never do take a stance Kick down the doors. The Bible says that the ki- the kingdom of God, the violent will take it by force. Take the kingdom of God by force. Be bold. Have 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 confidence in the fact that we are believers, believing in Jesus Christ. That God is with us. And if God is with us, then who can be against us? Who can stand against the power of God? What is there that can stand against the power of God? And if it hurts me, if it harms me like it like it did Paul, then I praise God for that because I'm suffering it what an honor like paul says what an honor amen take a stance be spiritually be fervent and have spiritual strength don't be swayed by what is happening in the world and all of these modern new these new ways of thought and the new ways of thinking and compromise with popular culture that is all around us at the moment don't compromise with popular culture Don't compromise. This word of God, the word of God is the same yesterday, today, forever. It doesn't change. I don't need to know what the Greek says. I don't need to know what the Hebrew says. The word of God is clear, clear, simple, plain for us to understand it. Don't try and contextualize it to some age and some place where it was written in some the people were sinning back then, they are sinning right now, they'll sin tomorrow. People are sinners by natural, by default, by the influence of Satan, but it's God's grace, his love, his mercy, the crucifixion that saves us. Amen. Hallelujah. Our salvation costs has cost Jesus Christ his life. And it will cost us a life. It is a life. For a life. You hear what I'm saying. everybody say, a life for a life. A life for a life. Amen. We can't get saved and not tell others about Jesus. Galatians 2:20 I said it just now, we're crucified with Christ. So listen to me, out of death, life comes. If we die to ourselves, that's the Christian way. Amen. What happened to Jesus when He died? He rose from the dead. Unless a kernel of seed drops into the ground and dies, it cannot produce life. We have to life. We have to die. And it's in, that, in the death that we experience to ourselves that the blessing of God is poured out onto us. You hear what I'm saying? It's in dying to ourselves. It is in dying to ourselves that life is given to us. Amen. Hallelujah. We can't have a relationship with God and not tap into His and and, try, and tap into His heart and not be moved for the lost. Amen. We have to have the sense of urgency. So, how do we go about this? How do we, how do we, how do we, as normal men and women in the streets, how do we go about getting people and, and and speaking to people? Grab your phone, everybody. I think that's maybe a first thing. Grab your phone. Everybody's got a phone? If you've got data, data on your phone, type in there, The Romans Road, please. The Romans Road. I'm going to do it as well. The Romans. The Romans Road. All right. If you go down towards your, even just in your images, if you hit images. The first thing that comes up there is the Romans road with a bunch of scriptures that are the basic scriptures on how to get somebody born again and saved. The very basics. Telling people about the fact that Romans 3 verse 23, scriptures like Romans 10 verses 9 and 10. If you confess Jesus Christ in your mouth, believe in your heart that you'll be saved. The basics, basics, basics on how to get somebody born again and saved. It's right there, the Romans road. Second thing, you don't have to know everything about. about you don't have to know much more than that. Bring the people to church. Invite your neighbor. If you care and you love your neighbor, get the guy next door, go knock on his door and say, listen, we're off to church next Sunday. We've seen each other. For, where, are you, where are you fellowshipping? Oh, I, I haven't been going, or I'm in, the, in this and that and the other church. If somebody shuts down, don't stop. Don't stop. not stop. Be persistent be persistent you know that 80 some just some stats about 85% uh, sorry 79% of our nation is right now the latest census 79% is christian it used to be 82 i don't know where the, these figures uh, figures come from but call it 80% of the nation is christian but you know if we filled every church building in this in this country to its maximum to its maximum capacity on a sunday we'd fit less than 10% of the population into church buildings Less than 10% would fit into the church. But if we filled every church here in the side halls and every other church in this in this country would do the exact same. 10% of our nation fits into church. So if the guy says, yeah, no, I do go to church, don't stop. Don't stop. Be persistent. Continue to push. Amen. Ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking. Testify. The word of God says in Revelations, even it speaks of us uh, overcoming the, uh, by the blood of them. And the word of their testimony, the word of your testimony carries so much power. Testify. Tell people about what God has done for you and in, in your life. Amen. And The Bible says in Romans 1 of verse, uh, and sent, sorry, 1 of verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of God because of the power of God unto salvation. It is so important that we're ambassadors of that. WhatsApp, send send somebody a WhatsApp. Often we get these little text messages. Listen, I've just been thinking about you. God's just been speaking to me and said to me, uh, you know, I need to make contact with you. Is everything all right with you? I've just been, you've been on my heart, on my mind. What's happening with you? Are you okay? And open up doors, sending out WhatsApps, invite people to home cells, invite people to the church services, become active. Use that Romans Road, the few scriptures there. Speak to people, speak to petrol attendants. And if you've got, gotten one guy, one guy saved, and you will see, you will see how that just becomes easier and easier and multiplied. And the next guy and the next guy and the next guy, use it god is god is god is wanting you to and here's an interesting thing i spoke about the armor just now i spoke to my dad we were talking a day or two ago and i spoke about this about how we oftentimes just we we pray and we say lord we put on the armor of god Helmet of salvation better good aloans of the truth shield of faith etc ephesians 6 and we go through this little routine but it's an interesting thing because it's in the original greek syntax it's written in the in what's called the ablative, not the ablative, the ablative source uh, case, ablative source. And I'm not a linguist, but this was very interesting. It means basically means that the armor gets its existence, its existence through acting in it. You hear what I'm saying? In other words, the shield of faith cannot protect me if I don't walk in faith. The girdle of the, the girdle of truth. Uh, 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 can't work for me if I don't speak the truth. The truth can only uh, 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 the, uh, you, you get what I'm saying. Only when I start speaking and moving in the truth will the girdle of truth protect me. the breast of righteousness can do nothing for me if I don't walk in righteousness. I have to walk in the in, the, in the, the 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 shoes of the gospel of the the, the gospel of peace. Uh, the, the, power, the, the book of acts speaks about you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and be my witnesses. We'll receive power when we start walking with these shoes, taking ground for God. Amen. We need to start acting. We need to start acting for even our armor to start working. We have a sword, but if we don't use our mouths, it's going to do absolutely nothing. It's pointless. It means nothing. Unless I can take this Bible and, 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 and tell somebody about salvation, salvation will not have any effect in their lives. And we're responsible as children and, and, and as the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So I want to just this morning encourage you and it, it really is, um, I, um, there's, I've got a, a lot more to say about this, but bring somebody to church next week. Bring somebody to church next week. Bring somebody to your home cell. Invite somebody to come with you, a colleague at work, somebody that you know, this person's going through a difficult time and is needing God. Bring that person to home cell the next week and have the people just love and love pour love into that person's life. If we love God, and if we love people unconditionally, we have a responsibility to save as many people through telling them about Jesus Christ, through telling them about Jesus Christ as we possibly can. Amen? The Bible says in in Colossians 1, and I'm going to close with 127, that Christ in us is the hope of glory. Christ in us is the hope of glory. And so I've rushed this this morning. I really uh, would have liked to spend a, bit, a lot more time with you. But I want to make a, 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 an invitation this morning. And I know we don't have, um, we don't have uh, people ready for this. So I'm just going to ask that you sit there right now, that every, every head is bowed and that every person starts praying for the people around you. But if you've come into this church this morning and you're not sure where you're standing and what your position is with God right now, if you're not sure, because like I've said, hell is real. The time is short. God can come at any moment. We are living in the last days as true as true as true. And I would like to ask you, just for myself, if you're wanting to make a prayer with me this, this morning, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, people praying, if you want me to pray for you that, that your name be included in God's book of life, After this prayer, I'd love for you to come down, to come and see me. I'm going to get some of the the pastors and the ushers just to come and stand here with me. uh, As well, if you're wanting to make a commitment to God, even if it's just a new commitment to God, I'd love to, to pray for you this morning. Because, like I said, there's an urgency in the Spirit for as many people to be saved. It's the devil's plan to keep people out of heaven. And we're here to profess, to proclaim the victory that we have through the crucifixion that we celebrated last week on Passover. Amen. So if you want to make a decision this morning to give your life to the Lord, I want you just for me so that I can see this is for me. Um, uh, Is there any person here that wants to raise their hand and just say, I want to make a new commitment or I want to make a first time commitment? Please would you raise your hand. Is there anybody sitting here this morning? There's some people sitting over there. Thank you. Is there anybody sitting over here This morning, please raise your hands that I can see, so that I can see you. Anybody sitting here? Amen. I'd like those people afterwards that have raised their hands, please would you come and see me after the service. We're going to be praying for you. Amen. Father God, this morning, Lord, we want to pray, and I want you just, everybody in the church this morning, just to pray with me. Father God, we believe with our hearts, confess with our mouths, That Jesus Christ is Lord, that He has risen, that He died on the cross for my sins, that on the third day He rose from the dead and is now seated on the right hand side of God the Father. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord, is the Messiah, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. And thanks for tolerating me this morning and getting you worked up. But I really encourage you, get out there. Kick down the doors. Amen. Kick down the doors. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, let's stand all together. Now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance over you and be gracious to you and give you peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All God's people said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.